Hey man, welcome to the Black Tribe Podcast for 2024. Hi, babe. Hi, sweetheart. How are you? I'm okay. All right. <laughs> well, if you're new to our podcast, Gary and Lisa Black, we are the Black Tribe. Uh, you can find all of our podcasts and videos eventually on GaryandLisaBlack.com. If you want to get the video and get them when they first come out, you can watch them at Patreon.com slash GaryandLisaBlack. And we're on every single Apple and Spotify anywhere and you get all your platforms. Podcasts. Anywhere. Anywhere. And so, guys, we, um, we're really immersed and in-depth with a lot of marriages right now. Yeah. And we've been doing a lot of podcasts on marriages, so go back and check some of those out. We've been doing them for the last couple of years. Um, but we specifically are seeing just this issue of pornography. And I know when I say that, it triggers a lot of people and, and sends people off. I don't really necessarily think we're going to come from this as just a Christian perspective. This is a scientific uh, perspective. This is a perspective of the world and what's happening in sex trafficking, what's happening in all over the world, that literally the fruit of porn is destroying not just marriages, not just families, but little kids all over the planet. Humanity. 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 Yeah. And it, it has become a real Big, big. I know it's been a big issue for many, many years, but we just want to kind of dive in a little bit to the science, to the effects, kind of what this can look like, and then what does freedom look like um, from pornography? Yeah. And I, I'm going to share a personal story uh, uh, on my journey through it, and and what that could look like. And so, babe, I want you to lead us. But welcome. We're excited. 2024. Here we go. Yeah, and I think, um, hi. Hi. You look so handsome. <laughs> Thank you. I hope you're seeing this on video, so I look so <laughs> handsome. I did want to say, um, I believe that uh, uh, Brittany and Major Step oh, watch us on video. and children. They had just put out kind of a montage of their um, their year, and I was stunned because I love them, obviously, but right. they're just so attractive. And I was just, Beautiful. I came out of our room, and I was like, they just keep getting more beautiful. Well, they weren't and that pretty in Spain. No, they're so, so they're so pretty. <laughs> they're so pretty. But, but they're I was, so pretty now. I was just actually said to you that um, I I think it's amazing that as people evolve more into what they were created to be and become more peaceful into what God created them to be, that they be actually physically become even more beautiful. I agree with And it that. was, it's just like, I couldn't stop watching their video because, and I just thought it was just like, the such more a you die thing. to self. Yeah. And all and that means is like, dying to old covenantal thinking. Yeah. And it's just like watching Mage, <laughs> like evolve as a, a father and just become more of who he and a yes. husband and Brit with her um, creativity she's and her photography. So gorgeous. And she's just so gorgeous. So I just wanted to say like, that's I don't awesome. know. It's just, it's in in this world. I think of like so much heaviness and so much of the darkness that mm -hmm. that we talk about, and I think what people see on the news. There is so much hope, and there is so much beauty, and there's there are children being born, yes. and there's beautiful things happening. We just had a world. new grandbaby. We just got a brand new granddaughter, <laughs> our fourth granddaughter, Nori and, Marie, and she is perfection show yeah she our, is our youngest daughter emily black her um soon to be husband ryan big shout out to them oh my we've gosh. got incredible in-laws t-mac and sabrina my favorite thing of having granddaughters is watching my enormous ridiculously large son-in-laws husband and sons my rugby football viking cowboy men 
just melt. Melt into melt. nothingness. It's beautiful. It's it a is. beautiful thing. So shout well, out this, to Good Men. Yeah, shout out to Good Men and shout out to 719 um, Lending down here in mm. downtown Colorado Springs at the studio that we're using. Um, but this is why we want to tackle this because we have four granddaughters now. Yes. And they are all young, <laughs> one week old to nine to eight, ten to ten yeah my gosh Michaela, Michaela is a preteen Michaela Wayla. I bought her um skincare products for the first time yes for Christmas for Christmas instead yeah. of toys so yeah this this subject um obviously comes up almost in every conversation that we have with young mm. married couples older married couples and recently came up in our conversation in our marriage and um it is not a Christian conversation. It is not a godly, non-godly conversation. It's a human conversation. It's a human conversation. And sexuality is not mm-hmm. a good thing, bad thing. It is a human thing. Right. And we all have a sexual story. And it's incredible, guys. Sex yeah, sex is good. The beauty of sex and the, the, the It is the a word, good, good thing. The Bible literally says the, the, the marriage bed is sanctified. Like you can do anything you want with your with your spouse and have a lot of fun. Except when you're introducing something else into that marriage yeah. that uh, other people, it just something shifts and happens. And we want to talk about that. But I want to share my story real quick, um, just so you guys are on the same page. Now, I've never had an issue with pornography. I've never struggled with it. I think part of the reason I've had grace in my life for that is because about every young person that I work with is addicted to pornography. Mm-hmm. I would have been addicted to pornography growing up in this age. Um, you know, we, us old guys, us Gen, Gen X guys and boomers. We didn't have personal computers. We had we to go steal phones. the Playboys from underneath our it dad's beds. And guess what? My dad never had a Playboy in our house. That we knew of. And so my <laughs> <laughs> my grandfather in uh, introduced me to porn on our satellite when I was about 19. And I couldn't believe it. I, I was just shocked that that kind of stuff was out there. But oh, and, and over the Christmas holidays and over downtime, I was stopping on certain things. I would scroll the reels. Uh, I don't have TikTok, but I was scrolling and I was looking at, and, and I would stop for a few seconds on some real good looking young girl and not naked, not any of that, but just I would stop. And well, all you, of a sudden you it, like beautiful women. I do. I love which beautiful women. I know. I appreciate that. And, uh, and I clap and I say, thank you, Jesus. And I've taught my sons, you get to look once and then say, thank you, God, and look away. Um, but I was doing it too much. And all of a sudden my feed uh, on my phone was full of this stuff. And um, Lisa looked at that because we have our passcodes with one another. And well, we look actually, at each other's phones. Go ahead. You, you said that to me. You said, Wow. There's a lot of stuff like that's coming up on my phone, and I said this stuff isn't coming up on my phone. <laughs> right. I said all that I all because we send each other reels all the time. Like we send each other, everyone knows I love trucks, and so I truck my is truck my is I call it my truck porn, and you send me, you know, F three fifties, you send me Raptors, you send me all that stuff, and I love that, and. I think that's where we need to start with this conversation is I um, I was talking to my best friend and um, we talk, you know, we all we both have granddaughters. She has three granddaughters and I have uh, four granddaughters. And um, we are talking about like this world that we live in. Her and I talk about politics, religion, everything. We talk for four or five hours when we talk on the phone and she's she's asking me questions she's very curious about like what i think and she's very curious about what you think she's just this very highly intelligent woman who asks really good questions and makes me think and she always wants to know what you think about things and and i was telling her you know like that that 
it is it is common knowledge that um, these people that have created Facebook, these people that have created Twitter or X, or they will not put pictures of their children on internet, right? Because they know, right? So they created it, you know, but they will not put their children and their grandchildren on it because yes. they know what's what is out there, and they know the the algorithms, and they know what they're trying to sell. They know what they're the, what they're they're sucking our children into and sucking us into. And she was asking, like, what do I think is happening? I said, well, I can tell you my personal experiences. I love trucks. I love cowboys. I love men with white beards. Ooh, nice. Okay, so what was happening on my phone was I was getting these reels with, you know, F-350s. And then I was getting, like, trucks with cowboys, with white beards coming out of F-150s. And then I was getting, you know, the F-350 with the cowboy with the white beard with no shirt on coming out of the F-350. And then it was like slowly progressing yeah, you don't to think getting it's strategic? more progressive. Yeah. And I was like, I, you know, eventually I was like, I, this is like starting to get more provocative and starting to draw me in, you know, and then I get like a shirtless, you know, Viking on a motorcycle. Cause I also like Vikings and motorcycles. I was like, how do they know this about me? But it was progressing, <clears throat> progressing, progressing. And I, I, it, it's bizarre how they're starting to put these things together. Well, and they've been doing it for a while. Yeah, and it's not hard for them to figure out. And if you watch the video, they'll send you another one, and they'll send you another. And it, it eventually. Now, if you love to bake cookies, they'll send. You'll get cookies. Cookies. But you know. So what was happening with you is if it was an actress. You know, it's it's going to keep going to this actress. What yeah, like Scarlett Johansson would show up, fully dressed but gorgeous. Yeah, and I would watch for a while. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it was Margaret, whatever her name is, from the Barbie thing, and then it was another one, and then it was a little cheerleader from LSU, and then and you're like, wow, these women are beautiful. But then it started progressing to like. The skirts were shorter, and then the skirts were starting to fly up, and then it was starting to whatever. So you and I started having this conversation right. about this, and yep. and realizing like we are we're being pulled into a trap here, and it is a different trap. I feel like that was even set for our grandfathers. It yes. is it is progressing. Absolutely, there's less work having to be put into chasing this down. It yep. literally is a rabbit hole. Well, and the, the trap is this. The fruit of that trap is what, what we're seeing now with Epstein's list coming out and what, what Clinton and all these guys did with these little girls and little boys, by the way, on Epstein's island, is once you give anything to this, it just starts to increase without you even realizing it, and it leads to things that you never thought you would do until you're turned over to your, your depravity the, the word of God says, God literally goes, okay, I can't help you anymore. Right. You're going to be turned over to your b- bad mind on yeah. this thing. And then you don't know where it's going to go. Right. Because so, we, we watch these news stories, right? And we're like, how, how, did, how did you ever even think that a three-year-old girl was a sex object? Right. Right? Like right. in your mind, you're like, how, you know, we were in Africa and we saw some horrible things and we're, we're told some horrible stories. And I remember we're sitting around the campfire one night and you and your buddies were freaked out. Brett, Tom, everybody were like, I don't understand as a normal man that these men 
saw these little girls as sexual objects and did what they did. Right. It, it, but it had to be a progression, right? Of it is. It's a strategic way the enemy works. And so for me, I can't allow myself, and I'm going to say this, uh, to have any hooks on the wall. Okay. Anything I give into that is just going to increase. And the enemy, again, is extremely strategic and, and very violent. And his only job all day, every day, is to try to take you out as a man and try to take you out as a woman. Right. And he's using pornography over now two, three generations to do that. Okay. You know, it's like our, our when we were part of the world race and all the applications, the thousands of kids, tens of thousands of kids we sent around the world, 100% of the applications of do you look at porn and are you addicted, 100% of the males said yes. And I think it was about 80% of the females. But it progressed. When we first started the race, the numbers it were wasn't not there. like that. Right. By the time, it shifted in 2010 by the time we were done with it. When Facebook came out. Yeah. It it's, all changed. It all changed with and social when media. Mobile phones became more accessible <clears throat> and all things. So that's the setup, and that's where we are. So, uh, guys, I'll tell you, I'll be really honest here because I'm being vulnerable just sharing the story. I stopped. I just literally said, I said, Father, you're going to father me through this because I cannot allow this to enter my home. I have children and grandchildren and a whole generation that I am responsible for. I really believe that. And, uh, and so I stopped it. And so I started, if I get da- uh, some downtime, I'll look at some, the snake videos or <laughs> like just stupid stuff to get my feed unfed from all the BS that comes on it. Now stuff still pops up and I get to make a choice. Yeah. And it's, it's like, I just did a reel on, you know, the Lamb's book of life. Everybody's always taught me my whole life that when you get saved, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life and you're going to go to heaven. And some people say you can walk away from your salvation, all the crap that comes around that. That isn't true. The Bible doesn't teach that. Your name before you're born is in the Lamb's book of life. Psalms 139 says that Jesus, he literally, God knits us together in our mother's womb. Mm. He puts our purpose and our passions and all the things in us in our mother's womb. And so before you're born, David said this, when his, when his child died and he was grieving, he literally said, oh, well, I know he's with you. He's in heaven because all babies go to heaven. And I know some of you want to say all dogs go to heaven. That's great. I hope champ does. I hope cats don't. My point in, in saying that is that we have to make a choice. Yeah. So as we get older, we choose to say, we don't need to say some sinner's prayer and all the stuff we're taught. We say, Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. Yeah. And my heart says yes to you for the rest of my life. Yeah. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life and it's finished. It's done. Right now I get to choose into that every single day. Same with me on this porn stuff. If if I break the addiction, I break the, this. I, I hear these guys say this all the time. I'm addicted to porn. I say, no, you're not. You need to break that agreement that right. you have with pornography. That's the first step. That's why I don't agree with AA. I love their message, and it is the gospel. But And I do understand that they have to own their pain. Right. But at some point, you get to say, I break this addiction. I am not an alcoholic. I am not addicted to porn. And I declare that in Jesus' name. And now I'm going to walk in the opposite spirit of that. And that's what we get to do to break this addiction of porn in our lives and any addictions that we have. Can I ask you on that word? I'm always curious when people use the word addiction. I don't fully understand what that means. Does that mean you have no choice? Does that mean you have no control? Or does that mean... It it does now to the therapeutic community, to a generation. I mean, the other day I posted something about you don't have to be depressed. And man, I, I had to take the post down because so many 
mostly women were like, Gary, I follow you and I love you, but this is unbelievable. I can't believe you'd say this because they've owned their depression and they, and they actually, it's a familiar spirit. You understand? So our, most of the stuff we deal with, especially in addiction are generational. And so they come from our great grandparents, our grandparents, our parents, and they're passed down and they're familiar to us. So we're raised in it and we don't know anything different. And so when somebody challenges that, okay. we become full of fear. Like, wait a minute, I've known this my whole life. It's not a conscious thought, but a subconsciously we're like, this is something I've known my whole life. I can't believe you challenged this. That's an addiction. What's the difference between an addiction and a habit? A big, big difference. Okay. So a, a habit I can, I, it takes 66 days to create any kind of habit. Okay. A habit I can stop doing. An addiction, when I say yes to it and I become addicted to it in my mind, I am addicted. It's very difficult for me to stop that. Until I'm aware and somebody else comes along time to sh- alongside of me to sharpen me and say, no, you're not going to break this addiction in the name of Jesus and you're going to walk away from this addiction and I'm going to help you do that. And we're going to have to renew our minds in the word of God, right, first of all. So scripture, guys, and I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. There's a study out there. Go look it up. If you spend at least four days a week in the word of God, it breaks your pornography addiction. It breaks depression. It breaks anxiety. You still have to make the choice, but it literally breaks those things because you're renewing your mind in proper thought. And Hmm. what happens in our addiction is we stay in our head in it. I'm addicted. I can't get rid of this. We think about it at 3 a.m. in the wolf hours, and we're addicted, and we can't, and we can't. When I go, wait a minute, I know I'm not addicted to this. I'm going to break this, and I'm going to get into my heart on this. I'm going to let this filter through my heart. Then all of a sudden, I start to (coughs) see things differently. I start to experience things differently. And when I'm aware that, oh, man, I can go right to this again, then I have to walk in an opposite spirit of that every single time. And it's a choice, a hard choice you have to make until it isn't. It becomes something if you do it enough where it's, it's just part of your life. It's like the fruits of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, long-suffering, all that isn't an emotion. It's who we become mm. if we choose it every mm-hmm. day. So if I choose to be free of my addictions, I get free. I love that. I believe that with my whole heart, guys, and you can push back. And I know I'm going to get emails and messages, um, but bullshit. I'm calling bullshit (laughs) on your addictions, okay? Okay. Okay. So I did a a long teaching on on basically rewriting your sexual story. And I taught that at, at G42. Um, no one had, had, had braved that topic before because I think, you know, and people are, are, have a lot of emotion. I mean, a lot of emotion when it comes to sex and we are basically what we did in, in the nineties was we, the purity movement basically said, you know, it's it, sex is all bad until you get married and then it's good. But no one gave us tools. Nobody really taught us like, right. you know, it, and it, it, it's really I it's taken me a long time to really understand sexual freedom and really enjoy it because I pretty much just was very black and white. Like I was in the purity movement. I was a virgin when I got married. I, I have no regrets about that, honestly. No, it's amazing. I don't, I don't have a lot of um, sexual baggage. There's no baggage. And I'm glad. Wait, wait, stop there for a second. Wait. Guys, look, I, I, in my first marriage, there was so much baggage in our sex life because my first wife had been gay and by her 
anyway, lots of horrible sexual things that happened to her. So there was so much baggage where things would be uh, like off the charts crazy. And then all of a sudden, no sex for six or eight months or crying or anger or because of all the baggage that came through the abuse that she um, had to go through through her childhood. Um, When I married you, there was no baggage. And it was kind of weird for me. I had to learn that you're, you were just steady and full of life. Now you needed to become more free, which you have. And it's incredible. Well, I just didn't know. Like, honestly, like our daughters have said to me, (laughs) like, mom, you didn't tell us anything. I I was like, I told you everything I knew. I didn't like, I didn't like investigate or like try stuff or I didn't like have any weird fetishes or anything. It was just like a really pure, beautiful thing to me. And it was something that I managed in my life. I didn't, I didn't experiment or, or open doors or like, you know, I just didn't do a bunch of crazy stuff. I really kind of tried to manage my body and my life. And, and you so, were, we, what did we call you last night? A mouth whore. You like making out with the guys, but you never went I, further. Than yeah. That. I loved making out <laughs> like at church camp one yes, week. I did. Camp. I made out with five different yeah. boys and I have no regrets. I had, ma- <laughs> I have no regrets. I had some make-out sessions. Yeah, that's church what camps. church camp was ah. for. Church camp was for investigating people's tongues. Yes. It was now, not about getting well, to know Jesus. Well, I did have a few Holy Spirit encounters at church camps. Yeah. Too. Shout out to my youth pastor. Yeah, Holy Spirit and French kissing was what it was Come all on. about. It was all good. Shut but up. I knew a lot of girls that lost their virginity at church camp. It was it was a good time. But yes. So, I mean, we've been given a lot of mixed messages. It, spiritually, we've been given a lot of mixed messages in the world. We've been given a lot of mixed messages through our parents. Like, we all have all these different messages. And now we have this component of this accessibility to so much information of other people's ideas yes. of what sex is supposed to be. Right. What if we went back to the garden yes. about what God thinks it was supposed to be? Yeah, and, and let me say that to this because uh, we were talking about this earlier, obviously, on the way down here. And, um, you know, when you throw pornography at a young boy, they think that's what sex is supposed to be like. So slapping, you know, choking, whatever that is. And, and I've talked to guys that have the most weird fetish porn stuff I, I didn't even know existed, right? But that gets in there. And so when you get married, you kind of expect that. And when that doesn't happen, you feel let down, and then your sex life sucks, right? Young girls, you see them on, uh, I guess, on TikTok and on Reels that can, they think that's what it's supposed to be like, slapping and choking and That sounds so wacko horrible stuff, to me. Right? I right. Can't even imagine. And if you were abused in that. So listen, I, full compassion, 100%. Um, if you were radically abused as a young young girl, young boy, which most are these days. Which that would be your sexual story. That then. would be your story. That would be your sexual story. Right. And so, I mean, we can, obviously we can go on so many rabbit trails with this, but it's, it is, uh, I encourage people to rewrite their sexual story based on what God like designed that. for it. Yeah. So tell me how you do that. Well, it is, it is actually looking at scripture and actually going back to the garden, which is it. it that's really what my entire book is about. That's my life story. That's everything. Shout out to all it's the sacred always things. going back to the garden of what did God tell us to eat? What did God show us how to live our lives? How did love people? What did he design for marriage? What did he design? How do we treat the animals? How do we treat the earth? Like he, 
he told us how to do everything. God, Jesus showed us how to do everything. And so when we go back to the garden, what did he design for sex? And what did he say sex was supposed to be? And how are we supposed to honor each other? And what does that look like? And what does pornography do to our brains? What does it do to our bodies? What does it do to society? What does it do to children? What does it do to men? What does it do to women? Is it beneficial? Is it hurtful? That's the things that we have to look at. And what is pornography doing to your marriage? Yeah. And what we, the last couple podcasts we did was on um, cults, religion, and leadership, and, uh, you know, just the the fall of leaders and all the the disappointments we have in, and things that are hidden. And I think that is the key thing that we're talking about today is Mm -hmm. anything that is hidden. Yes. And if a man is sitting in his office or a woman is sitting in her room or, you know, we have all these couples sitting in their bedrooms. Like I, I was getting my hair done a couple of years ago and this woman was telling me, she's like, I, my husband, and I have this huge big screen TV and he's at work all day. I'm at work all day. We put the kids to bed. We have this big screen TV. And she said, we both sit in, uh, he's on his side of the bed. I'm on my side of the bed and he's on his tiny little screen. I'm on my tiny little screen. We don't talk to each other. I don't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what I'm doing. I don't want to know what he's doing. He doesn't want to know what I'm doing. We don't talk. We don't have sex. And I thought that is probably a really good description of your average American marriage. Is that true, guys? I mean, you know, we heard this the other day as well, just in coaching is, you know, we have sex once a month or once every six months and we're both okay with that. And, and that's not okay. You should be having sex three or four times a week as a married couple. Now, of course, there's seasons where you're pregnant, you're ha- you just I had a baby. I hate the numbers, dude. I got right? to. I hate the numbers. What? I hate it when people give numbers. Okay. I really do. I like when well, the, uh, we have sex at least three or four times a week. At what? least. Right. That's like a very slow week. Anyway, <laughs> I hate I hate the numbers. Okay. I really do because I I just think like why would you. Why would you put a number on something that is like an expression that's of beauty. love? Yeah, that's good. Right? You know, I like, like I, yeah. I just like, I don't know why you would. And I, I don't know. I don't think that the numbers matter as much as like what is really going on. Like if you are, I, I am concerned about young couples that are not having sex. I am concerned about young couples that have children in their bed all the time. We talk about this all the time. People push back on it all the time. Right. I'm not going to quit saying it. I think any time there is an obstacle to intimacy, it needs to be looked at. Yes. If a child is an obstacle to intimacy, it needs to be looked at. If a career is an obstacle to intimacy, if money is an obstacle to intimacy, if pornography is an obstacle to intimacy, it has to be looked at. Yes. Secrecy, an obstacle to intimacy. There's things that sometimes I know are going to bring conflict into our relationship I don't want to talk about because it's going to upset you, like Christmas. I knew the financial strain of Christmas was going to upset you. I avoided the conversation until it was... So everybody just calls me Grinch. (laughs) (laughs) I I knew it was going to be an obstacle. I knew it was going to be something that was going to frustrate you and irritate you because you don't like it. You don't like to tell me no. But you knew I wanted to buy the kids some presents. You knew that I wanted to go do certain things. I avoided the conversation. It had to be had, right? (laughs) Right. So that it was a secrecy. It was something that I carried alone 
you carried alone. Mm. And until we came together and had the conversation, it was something we, it, it was it, stopping. Intimacy. It stopped intimacy. That's good. And going back to the garden. Yeah. Think about it. Like, you know, when, when they ate the apple and got knowledge of the good and evil, right. And all of a sudden God comes in and they're hidden and, He's like, where are you at? He's like, well, I was naked. And he's like, how do you know you're naked? Exactly. Right? And then God says, golly, guys, now I got to take you out of the thing and we got to go on the long journey, Mm -hmm. which we're all on, right? So this is very normal for everyone. But I love that when Adam and Eve came together and we know about their first two boys and how well that ended. um, But then when they had Seth, uh, Adam said he was made in my likeness and my image. And guys, I, 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 it just hit me the other day listening to the, I, I do the yearly Bible every year and I'm in that right now is, is when, when, when Seth was born uh, to Adam and Eve and it said he was made in Adam's likeness and in, in God's image, um, it's powerful because that's the power of sex. That's the power of intimacy. We recreate, we reproduce life. All pornography does in our lives is reproduce death. Because it's not real, it's fake, we can never measure up. We talk to so many young couples, we coach so many young couples that the women are like, what am I supposed to do? He's addicted to crazy porn. I catch him on it. It's killing us. It's killing me. I have no sexual desire towards him. I, what could, do I could. do? I know. And I, I, I do want men to understand. And I know that can be opposite. Well, yeah, I... I I am a freakishly secure woman. I literally do mm-hmm. not struggle with That's a true. lot of yeah. insecurities. I don't know why I should <laughs> well, be really insecure. Well no, I just don't know why. Okay. I just, I don't know why I'm like that. But if you are looking at other women, the first thing I'm going to think is I am not good enough. I cannot please him. He is not happy with me. And I am going to start feeling very insecure. Mm. And I have counseled so many women out of my mouth, and I believe it with all my heart, when she comes to me and tells me, he's looking at this, I feel like this, that I know it has nothing to do with her. I know it. And I'll tell her that, and I believe it. But the second it enters my marriage, that's the first thing I'm going to feel. Yeah. And I'm not insecure. Right. So there's just no way. There's no way that it doesn't feel adulterous. It doesn't feel. It's a demonic power. It is. It is. And it's going to separate intimacy because you do feel like you've been betrayed. Yeah. And you do feel like you're not enough. And I am 53 years old and things have shifted. And you are not looking at 53-year-old women who have breastfed several children and have stretch marks. <laughs> you are looking at 22-year-old women with perfect breasts and flat stomachs who have not, who've not given birth to your children, yeah. who have not cleaned your mansions, right. who have not detailed your trucks, who have not followed you around the world. It is an insult in every way. Well, and, I'll, and I'll say this to that. It, it, when uh, just the little thing we went through this the uh, over the holidays and me just being aware that I was had a hook on the wall all of a sudden that I wasn't honestly even aware of until until it came and it was it was we we needed to deal with it and we did the the eyes that God gave me for you and and the the heart my heart towards you shifted it yeah I mean the gorgeousness of who you are at 53 is way better than all of that put together when it's God looking through my heart towards you as my covenantal right. bride, right? And so, yes, we're going to break addictions. 
we're we're gonna not we're gonna stop confessing that I'm addicted to porn. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna go down the science of this. We're gonna go down the spiritual side of this, and we're just gonna tackle this issue for a few ep- episodes here. Yeah, um, and just try to help you. The whole point of this, guys, right. is to help you get free, right. help you to thrive in your marriage, uh, in your relationships, help help you to thrive in life. I know a lot of young guys that won't even go out and work because all they're looking at is porn. And, and they're just, that's all they know. And they're too afraid to go out and venture and do anything else. I mean, we know this was just our youngest son, Noah, at 21, all his buddies, they don't even want to go get jobs. And they just sit around and do bad things all day. Well, and let's, I mean, we will give the uh, website if you, if this is an issue in your life or you're concerned about this, the best website. Yes. I, I am, a, Bunch of Mormon I boys. am a researcher and the best website I have seen by far is Fight the New Drug. Fight the New Drug. And it is a, it is a bunch of Mormon boys, but they do not bring scripture into it. So yep. it is something that you could, you could send to anybody. They bring the they science. They just bring, they bring the, the science yes. into it. And they don't preach. They don't. They don't hit you over the head with the Bible, but you cannot ignore the research. And one of the main things that came out when I was reading on this, when I was getting ready to teach on it, was that basically what video games do is prime the brain for porn, and it is the adrenaline and the serotonin. And the overcoming and the and I, I remember watching our boys play video games and watching their bodies tense up and their faces turn red and their everything kind of changed and shifted and then they'd win and then they'd get really loud and they'd hit and they you know and then they'd have their pop ups. You know, yes. and they're and they're they're buxom boobs, and they're very very seductive women pop up on the screen. There is there is an agenda out there. <laughs> it's an onslaught. It is an onslaught, 100%. and I don't know how these little boys could fight this. Yes. Honestly, so we have to fight with them. And yes, for them. we have to fight with them yes. and for them. And I'm not saying that people are victims in this, but they kind of are. Well, and I want to challenge you, men that are married, especially in your 30s and 40s and even 50s. I know if you're still playing video games all the time. Uh, stop, um, <laughs> you know, once a week with your buddies, I think is fine, but we do everything in moderation because it does lead to other things. And women do feel that yeah, in the spirit, right? We know it. We and guys, know. guess what? By us stopping and overcoming this, yeah. then we can help younger men and women stop and overcome this thing. That's the whole point of anything in our lives that is addictive. If we can stop and overcome it, then we have the authority to help others stop and overcome it. Until we do, we have no authority. That's why I'm like young preachers, right? Preaching great messages, but they're out there running around on their wives or doing whatever they're doing. I was thinking about this the other day. I'll, I'll never forget going to the Toronto Blessing the first time. And the, the head guy, which you guys would all know his name really well, he stood up and he said, you know, we have more bills on pornography from the hotels from the preachers coming in of than we do what we've ever had in the history of, of our church. And, and so we know this is a bigger issue than just being a good Christian okay, and, and I, having the narrative of I'm a good Christian boy. Okay. Right? I want to be really careful how I say this because I... We're going to end with this. I, I, I want to be... I know. And we'll start the next one with this, but... How do I say this? Okay, Holy so Spirit helper. Yeah, I just here's something that we've really missed with with Christianity. Yeah, um, is the lack of pleasure, and I know we we did a podcast on pleasure, so you can go back and listen to that one. But God is a God of pleasure. Yeah, God designed sex for pleasure. 
Absolutely. He, he gave he us sex yes. for several reasons, to repopulate the earth, to have children, to, for intimacy. We crave intimacy. You know, there's so many things. I, I remember I've told the story, I know, a million times, but the hardest part for me about being a single mom for five years was that I was always giving out, but nobody ever touched me. And I, I remember like, even at my job, like, you know, I was just like, would somebody just hug me? You know, like we need that. Like children need to be hugged and held. And like you and I, every morning, the first thing we do is hug each other. We hug each other during the day. We do. We kiss each other during the day. We, you crack my back during the day. We laugh a lot. We kiss a lot. We cuddle. We hold each other. Sometimes we just randomly hold hands in the car. We all need that. Right. There's intimacy in that. We all need that intimacy. There's pleasure in that. There's pleasure in food. There's pleasure in wine. There's pleasure in sun. There's pleasure in exercising. There's God gives us beautiful things to enjoy. <clears throat> he gave us a lush garden. He, we were birthed in a beautiful, lush place. He gave Adam a beautiful woman for intimacy and pleasure to share his life with. Mm. So that's how we started. Now, what happened? <laughs> everything has been tainted and everything has been copied by the opposite, but it's close enough that it looks like the original. Pornography is a copy, but it's the opposite of the original of design. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't. I'm you, you were supposed to silence your computer. This is good. Keep I'm, going. Finish okay, up. Okay, so I'm wondering, and I, I've, I've asked you this. This is one of our private conversations that I say I probably can't say this in public, but I'm wondering if some of the Christianity in the removal of all pleasure in the guise of Absolutely. being holy, yes, has birthed yes the opposite. I was just I'm wondering if all these big preachers who have left their wives behind to go build their empire and have left the true pleasure of their wives to go build their empire have have chased after the opposite. Well, and that's why they're falling. Well, and we look at the purity movement and all the crap. That the bullshit. It. It's the all bullshit. Stuff. Yeah, it's all bullshit. Right. So, yes, it is the opposite of which what is God why you intended. and I go everywhere together. Right. Well, we do. We go and never. never alone with the opposite sex. Yeah, ever like not even a comp. You could never even. There's not even any situation <clears throat> that would give us that. There's always. I always take one. If I'm in business meetings for our green energy stuff, one of my young guys is always with me. Right. If I go on a trip and you're not able to come, I always bring one of the young guys with me, Nathaniel or Brandon or whoever. Right. Never alone. Never give any it's just opportunity. Wisdom. It's just wisdom. It's wisdom. I'm a, I, you know, as a counselor, it's not religion. All my doors, beautiful. all my doors had a, a window on it. I'm, I don't close right. my doors Absolutely. that yeah. I'm alone in a room with anybody. It's just wisdom. Shaco. So I'm we just saying, let's just think about if God gave us these pleasures in a safe place in the garden, why would we not seek it there and we don't have to go to these other places? So good, babe. That's it. That's all I have all to right. say. All right. Guys, welcome back. Babe, you are beautiful. Oh, thank you. You are not 
beautiful today. You're not just sometimes beautiful. You are gorgeous Actually, and beautiful. Actually, I really know that. All the time. You. And I hope people can see you <laughs> on our Patreon. Hey, love you guys. Thanks for joining us. We're going to keep down this road for a bit. Make sure you hit us up with questions or backlash or feedback, all the fun world race terms, um, and let us know how we're <laughs> offending you. Uh, we love you guys. We'll talk to you really soon. <laughs>